Hello, I'm Jonathan Smith. I'm the lead pastor at One Church TO, and you're listening to the teaching time from our weekend gathering. We're an imperfect community of over 70 nationalities and five generations who are attempting to follow and shine Jesus in the greater Toronto area. Our vision, it's so simple. We want to help people from all walks of life know God, love people, and in turn, impact our city for good. We've designed these weekends to be meaningful, challenging, and encouraging, and I hope that's what you get from listening. In these last few moments of 2022, you know, every year as we come near the end of the year, I take time just to seek God. Just what what does God have for our church community in 2023? And I'm looking for a new mountain to scale. Some big, audacious goal that if God doesn't show up, it's not happening. But, you know, we've got five of those already. In fact, it was in January of 2022, we launched five bold moves as a church. Five audacious challenge goals that if God didn't show up, we can't do. Do you remember those? Anyone remember them? The first one was, the goal was, and this was after two two years of leadership trying to discern what God had for us, we decided we're going to make a goal of trying to reach 1 million people digitally per year. And in 2022, One Church TO did that. Friends, I, I got to thank you. It, you followed us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You subscribed to our YouTube channels. You liked, you shared. And what that did is that pushed that out, that message of Jesus to over 1 million Torontonians. And that was you. And we got so much more. I can't wait to see what we do in 2023. The second goal was this, that we were going to blow open the doors of the church. You know, it was this year we hosted two local high schools graduations that filled this auditorium. People that had never been in one church, they got to see our church and experience our staff and everything. It was an amazing moment. But our food bank in 2022, our food bank hosted 31,237 visits. I wish it was zero. I wish we didn't need that. But there are people struggling in our city, and many of you have stepped up, and you have filled the gap, and we're serving people with dignity. And we're just getting started with blowing open the doors of this church. The third challenge was this, to be sticky for the next generation. And friends, One Church Steel had a bit of a next-gen renaissance in 2022. I don't know if you kind of saw it up front here earlier in the gathering. Our young adults doubled in size in 2022. Our junior highs doubled in size in 2022. And our children and our teenage ministries grew. I've got to tell you, I know Pastor Keith just did communion a few minutes ago. Some of you have been a part of this church for a long time. You remember the moment when Pastor Keith led this church into building a children's wing and, and youth wing and all for that next generation being reached. Nothing warns my heart more than that. I'm 52 years old, friends. It's not about me getting my bucket filled. It's about me emptying my bucket for the next generation that they can know Jesus. And so here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like a little slow clap. I want to thank all the seniors in the room and all the adults that made room by giving up some of their preferences so that the next generation could know Jesus. Thank you. 
Thank you for doing that. And I want you to know it's happened. I want to thank you for doing that. The fourth bold goal, goal was this, to be unignorably good to Toronto. I don't know what else to say about this. Two years ago, in the middle of the pandemic, my friend and then colleague Jerry Sen came up to me and said, let's throw out this crazy goal at the One Church Deal family, that we would do 100,000 acts of goodness over the course of five years. Now, I, didn't, I knew Jerry's wife before I ever met him. She's a lovely woman, Olga. I don't know if she's here tonight, but Olga never told me Jerry was crazy. 100,000 acts of goodness. But here's what grabbed my heart. If we could fill the city with goodness, if we could fill the city with lights flickering with the kingdom of God and the residue of love and kindness that this world is starving for, what could happen? So this week, Liz, who, Elizabeth, who runs our, uh, our Love Army initiatives now, she gave me an update. As of last week, we have done 89,083 acts of goodness in two and a half years. Friends, I believe as a church, we are going to do the 100,000 acts of goodness before those five years. I, I, we're going to do it before three years. Like, just thank you, friends, for rolling up your sleeves and doing what followers of Jesus should do anyways. Loving the people around you, no matter who they are. Loving them and serving them. And then the final bold move was this, to champion justice the Jesus way. See, we want to use our means and our platform and our voices to look up and pray about the injustice in this world, to stand up on behalf of those who are marginalized in this society and to speak up. And we did in 2022. We spoke up about issues of racism in this world, misogyny in this world. We gave to First Nation initiatives in this world. I've used my personal platform about ableism and ageism. Why? Because we want to be representatives of a different kingdom. One where those who are down who are brought up. And this church has been about it. And I want to say thank you for living that out. So we've already got five mountains. These, these five bold moves are going to move right into 2023 with us. And as I sought God over what he would have for us as a church community in 2023, there was, new bold, there was no new bold move. There was no mountain to scale. And I was looking for one. I felt like God was saying, I don't want to do something just through this church. I want to do something in this church in 2023. I felt like God wanted the followers of Jesus that are part of One Church Hill to do three things. I felt he wanted to develop inside of us a deep hope, a stream of gratitude, and an unquenchable joy. A deep hope, a deep hope, and a stream of gratitude. I'm going to talk about this tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. I know you're all going to come back, right? Why are you laughing? No, 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 no. I'm expecting you. No. 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, online or here, we're going to talk about how to develop that stream of gratitude. And you're going to see why this is so essential tomorrow. Pastor Keith came to me earlier this year and said he was feeling something about joy. And I, in February, Pastor Keith has designed a series with Pastor Jessica and I. We're going to teach about how to develop this unquenchable joy, a joy that is your strength. But tonight... I want to talk about hope. The writer in Hebrews says this, and can you say this verse out loud with me? You did so good earlier. Let's say this out loud. 
This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Now, I love that language right away. Many of you know I'm an East Coast kid. I grew up on the ocean. So whenever you have the small vessels that are all over the East Coast, they all have two things in them. They all have an anchor, an anchor for staying, and they all have a bucket for bailing. Now, kids, you have to draw a couple of things in your little worksheets. These are the two things you need to draw, a bucket and an anchor. An anchor for staying and a bucket for bailing. See, the idea that the writer of Hebrews is saying is that our lives are like a boat on this uncontrollable, vast ocean. And there are days where the water is calm and the fishing is plentiful, but there are days when storms come and they're ominous and there are lean and mean days on the ocean. Feels a lot like life, doesn't it? A lot like the life that you and I live. Here's the problem for many of us, especially in North America. Here's the problem for all of us. We experience a lot of calm waters and plenty. And so we anchor ourselves to the expectation of constant blessing and peace. And then when trouble comes, see, we forget John 16 when Jesus said, my followers, in this world, you will have troubles. In this world, you will have troubles. But if you anchor yourself to something, an expectation of peace, an expectation of calm waters in 2023, when they get rough, you're going to wonder, where's God? Does he even care about me? You see, when you anchor, here's something you may not know, unless you're a boater. When you throw your anchor over the boat, you test it. You row against it, or you start the engine and you pull, because what you're trying to see is, has the anchor grabbed hold of something immovable? An anchor is useless unless it's grabbed hold of something that is immovable. And many of us have anchored ourselves to a sandy bottom. See, some of us anchor ourselves to relationships, and you put everything on that person. You put your hope, you put your happiness, you put your joy on that one relationship. Some of us have put it on work, and we go to work, and we overwork because we get so much from work, and we've put all our hope in it. Some of us have anchored ourselves to money because we think it brings security. Some of us anchor ourselves to the pursuit of pleasure or notoriety in life, and the writer in Hebrews is trying to tell you, hey, reset your anchor. None of those things are strong enough. And here's what happens. When you anchor yourself to things that are sandy, when they leave you, as inevitably a relationship sometimes does or a job does, or you go to school and you get a degree and you can't find work in that field and you feel like, where is God? You're devastated. You're devastated. But the type of deep hope that God wants us to anchor ourselves to is the type of deep hope that can handle hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, come what may. Look, remember what he says. He said, this hope, it's a particular type of hope he's talking about. It's not a, it's not a hope of optimism. It's not this type of optimism or Christian inspiration that you might read or see once in a while. It's not some sort of pump you up hope or profess and confess type hope. It's not even hope in the promises of God and in the blessings of God. You see, if the first century believers had anchored themselves to that level of hope, they would have abandoned ship when they experienced the acts of violence they did, 
the suffering they experienced, the setbacks, the unanswered prayers. No, they anchored themselves to much, something much deeper. Now, you might be stuck on the part you say, Pastor Jonathan, why do you say not the promises of God? See, so many people get themselves looking at them, and when they don't see them coming in their life at the time when they think they should be there, they're devastated. You gotta go deeper than that. As Pastor Keith said in communion, you gotta go further back than that. There is something, when you're a follower of Jesus, the deep hope is we anchor ourselves to a person and a moment. We anchor ourselves to Jesus and his resurrection. That's where our hope is. That's what we're anchored to, to the person of Jesus. Not a situation, not a location, not a feeling. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And here's the thing. The first century followers of Jesus, they suffered death and loss. Everything that the Roman Empire and the religious establishment could throw at them, they were able to stand because they followed a person named Jesus who had been crucified, who had been killed who had been buried, who had been ended, who had been canceled. But one day, can you say that with me? One day, that which was dead came alive. Three days in the grave. And Jesus appears to his disciples. Now, what would that be like for you? Could you imagine this is someone you knew, died, rose again from the grave. Whatever he says, I'm going with him. I'm going with him. And the followers of Jesus, we anchor ourselves to the person of Jesus, and his resurrection gives us access to him and God the Father and the creator of all life. How do you anchor yourself to him? Uh, can you pull out this little card I brought? Actually, it's a big card, isn't it? We gave you on the way in. One side says gratitude, that's for tomorrow. You'll all see you at 10 a.m. tomorrow, right? Everyone's going to be here at 10 a.m. tomorrow. So we'll cover that then. On the other side, it says hope. And I put together some promises and ways to reset your anchor daily by repeating and meditating and declaring and sharing the promises of God when you feel lost or alone. When you fear or anxiety is gripping you, when you find yourself in a place of need, when you're experiencing testing and difficulty in this life, when you need courage, when you feel weak, when we gather, there are promises that we get to rehearse, meditate on, and declare in this life. And every time we do that, we're resetting our anchor. Friends, we're going to welcome 2023 in just a few minutes. And Hannah's going to come back and lead us in that song, Cornerstone, in a moment. And before she does, we're going to read a scripture just before she comes and leads us. And we're going to sing in the new year. I'm excited. I don't know where you're at tonight, but I want to pray for you before we do. Maybe if you take your hands, and this, this is not Matt, you don't have to do this. If you're uncomfortable, you don't need to. Whether you're online right now or in this room. But if you want to take your hands and just hold it in front of you like you're holding 2023. All of your ambitions, all of your plans, all, all of the things that you're concerned about and anxious about in 2023, all of the unknown things economically coming at us, all these things that are coming at us. And we're gonna anchor ourselves to the person of Jesus. So would you join me and pray? Father, 
we come to you as a community in this moment. And we ask for your steadfast presence in our lives. We know, God, that your word says that when we gather in your name, you are here right now, God. So, Lord, you know where we are as a church community, but you know where we are individually. So, God, I pray for those who maybe their anchor is not set on you right now. And this is your moment if you want to reset your anchor. You can simply say it this way. Jesus, I come to you tonight on the eve of New Year's Day, 2023. I ask for your grace and your forgiveness that I might follow you, that I might set my anchor and hope on you. Your death and resurrection, your faithfulness, your love that is ever enduring, your strength that is always present, the fact that you know all things, you know my future, my days are in your hands. I give my life to you tonight, and I want to follow you all the days of my life. And Father, I pray God for those who are carrying weight, the weight of a new job, the weight of no job the weight of a relationship, the weight of a wanting of a relationship and and it not coming to fruition. God, for those who are carrying health difficulties into 2023, those who are carrying steep spiritual needs or emotional or mental needs in 2023, God, would you provide in a way that only you can? Would you do a work in the lives and hearts of the people gathered online and gathered in this room right now? We pray, God, that your presence would be real and near, that you would do something significant in us and through us in 2023. We give you this year now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to invite the band to come back, and we're going to sing Cornerstone. And as we do, we're going to set our eyes on this verse in Psalm 33, verse 20. We're going to say this out loud. This is your last declaration moment. Here's what's going to happen. If you're brand new and you've never been to this, we're going to have, something's going to happen here tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. We are going to walk with faith into 2023, not with fear. We're going to walk with faith and joy, not with anxiety and fear. We are going to walk with confidence Not because we've got something special, but because he's something special. Not because what 2023 holds for us, we're unsure of. We know who will hold us in 2023. Your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, forever. He is here, he's near, he's present, and he's already in 2023 waiting for you. We can have confidence of that. So let's say this out loud together. We put our hope. Oh, come on, friends. 2023. Should should I get them to stand? I'm thinking you speak better when you stand. Would you just stand up if you would? We're going to say it loud like you mean it. If you're online, I want to hear you through the waves. Let's say it together. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you found this helpful, we hope you join us at one of our campuses if you're in the GTA for a weekend gathering. If you're listening from somewhere else in the world, we'd encourage you to join us at onechurch.to slash live.
We believe everyone can be a part of what Jesus is doing, both in our community and in our city. So if you'd like to connect with us at a deeper level, visit us at onechurch.to slash next steps. See you next time.